Ladies and gentlemen, third episode, Hard Nose Derby Podcast. We're sitting here in the filthy dungeon. I'm going to do a little recap on Carnage. Where you guys want to start with this one? Dude, it was just a wicked show. Actually, every class was just stupid, crazy, fast, hard. I think that the people that are running Peoria really opened the door for some new drivers. We got to see some new talent. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He was the number three car, black and yellow, mostly black and yellow. Uh, man, that dude, he's... What class was that? Been limited weld. That dude, he runs with... Uh, oh, can't think of their names. Man, I'm drawing a blank. I did not do my research again. I can think of the guy's <laughs> name. Marcius. Oh, I got you. Yeah, um, that kid. He, you know, there there was some there was some competition out there. Fifteen year old. Oh. The fifteen year old <laughs> and the, the old bit, pulled him out. Winters. Pulled, I mean, yes, Gage, Gage Winters. Oh my God. In that a hurry, boy. Yeah, that kid. Dude, what about Markley? In 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 the street style. As many years as I have been going out there, you have been going out there. I'm not dogging Chad at all, because Chad is a money driver. When the big money's on the line, he knows how to use his head and all his equipment. He went out and got heavy hitter within a minute. Yeah, but he was using that roundy the way it was supposed to be used. Yes, it was wide open. He he knows how to use that taillight. (laughs) Gee, many Christmas. Every shot. I didn't get to make it out there for Carnage. I usually do. Love the show. Love the venue. Love the way all that works out there. Unfortunately, I didn't get to make it out there this year, so I was sitting in the comfort of Derek's living room. But I know we were sitting there, and, you know, we had the kids there playing and all that stuff. You know, just, just having a good time. Um, I'm sitting there, and I look up at the screen, and I go, holy shit, Derek. I was like, <laughs> he just jumped the front and the back of that car <laughs> in one, one shot. In one hit. And that was was that a was that a Turner wagon? Uh, yes, yes, that was a, that was a Turner wagon from Oof. probably half track to all the way down right in front of the bar. Wow! You just watch it bend in the back, and then he just shoves him into the wall, and you just watch the front go down too. So, well, and he was battling another guy for hard hitter. Oh yeah, who, yeah. Who was that? Uh, I'd have to go back and watch some of that. I, the only problem I see with that. Is there was a couple heats. There was so many of them. They took two out of one. They took two out of one heat. Yes. Well, on that Friday was, night. Well, that was Chad's heat. Yeah, they on took, Friday night they took two. Well, I mean, the Kish boys. Just. Dude, turning it up from the flag drop. Yes, and then he started in the in the feature on last the last night way. the same way. It was just yeah. wide open, and I felt sorry for that one square body that he hit. Cause it was like stupid and in a hurry. So, <laughs> you know, those guys, they... They were going for the money, but we all kind of know when you get out there, that's a little bit, people change a little bit, I think. Well, and and a lot of that depends on your build, your build style, but you're absolutely right. I've been one of the fortunate ones. I've pulled through that tunnel. Yeah. You've never pulled through a gate like that in your life. Like I, I know we've all been in cars and pulled onto a county fair track. But it's like the Super Bowl. Well. I'm telling you, the the lights are dim. You pull in there. You're pulling through this tunnel. You're sitting there, Buddy Hess. You yeah, know, got his microphone ready. Yeah. I mean, ready to talk to you. 
you're pulling in there, your car's bouncing over them hard concrete, you know, the lips and the concrete. You pull onto that dirt, you blow out into that arena, and it's lights and fans. Like, that. that's what you see. Almost rock star-esque. Well, it is. I mean, that's the closest I'll ever get to, you know. Being a rock star. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, you pull out there, you've got your section, you know. 117, you know, was, was my local people. Yep. I pull onto the track, literally over all the motors, the cheer and everything, I could hear 117 explode. Yep. Yeah. You know, we're not Lochner style. You know, I wasn't throwing no cash <laughs> on the track. not throwing singles out with Willie. But, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, do I, don't have that, that. I don't have that kind of cash flow laying around. But well, We're going to get hooked up with Willie one of these days, and we're going to see some of this cash flow <laughs> up close and personal, I hope. But you pull onto that track, and it's a different feeling. You know, you, you know you're like... You've got all these thoughts running through your head. I'm going to drive like this. You know, my my objective, I'm going to work the long end of the track, stay off the wall, play the middle. You get out there, you're nose to nose with somebody else. You're looking at them dead in the eye, and you're just sitting there, you're kind of bouncing in your seat like, it's time to do it. What What's the old Mike Tyson saying? Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Exactly. And I think, you know, Chad goes out in his heat, and that's – Somebody was expecting the normal Chad. And it wasn't there. And it was not there. It was just wide open. And like I said, he, he drove harder the Everybody last Everybody talks nights. about how hard Markley's wagons are. He proved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even the Derby Nation guys you know, that were oh, commentating, yeah. they were shocked. They could not believe yeah. he was out there And that's that. nothing against Markley because no. what he does works. Oh, yeah, he wins. All it's proven. He takes a lot of checks to the bank. And uh, what's Cody Myers' favorite saying? Cash and checks. Uh, bank don't care. Bank don't care. <laughs> it does not. Bank doesn't care at all. They've never. I've never once taken a check to the bank. Well, I've only done it once. But they didn't ask that one time. <laughs> Did you sandbag to get this check? Yeah, they were like, how'd was there you four drive? cars? Did you, how, how many people were there? How'd you drive last <laughs> night? No, nah, they just said, you want that back in small bills or big bills? <laughs> Big bills, please. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get $120 in big bills, but... You can get one big bill. <laughs> but, no, as far as Carnage was, like, I, I thought it was great. Uh, even the Hobo front-wheel drives. Yeah. I mean, we had brought some money back to Missouri. Missouri. The Wood Boys. It, those guys... But that's the thing about Jacob and Josh and them guys. They are... They're Not just him. Open. Turpin. Yeah, and the PT loser. A PT loser. That thing and got shocked to the, top. the hell out of me. That top thing five. did really well. I think that he might, knew how to drive it. Well, yeah. and I, that thing was the ass into that car was hard. I think that might change some people's opinions. George on Tobin run one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's whenever I seen the first PT cruiser was Tobin, yep. and I was like, oh, hey, he might be onto something. How would he do? Well, he did great. Uh, oh, Which yeah. anywhere Tobin goes, I mean, he do can drive. Yeah. No, I was. Yeah, the way that that PT cruiser held up. I was I was really Which, impressed. I think he took a real the wood I think he boys, got a shock shot. Like they've been out there in mod compacts. <laughs> they won it. Yeah. They won Blizzard Bash. Yeah. I mean they So it wasn't like it was his first time on the track. You know, he was he knew he knew how to work that track out oh, there. Yeah. And he knows how to drive. The boy can drive. He was in a W body. That he is very familiar with. For sure. So I mean, whenever whenever we seen him down to the top five, I was like <laughs> We co- we were sitting there. We called it, and he Stephen said Turpin and Wood are going to be one and two. 
And about that time, it looked like Kurt had a trainee said hell with it. Yeah. And that took him out. But, you know, when you get down to the top three with, with Josh or with Jacob, I mean, you, you're you usually running for a second. Excuse me. But it was just, it was really an overall good show. Um, I know there was a little bit of drama in the background, which we're not going to worry about that stuff. Um, Tony just caught a tough break. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. Yep. Well, and we don't know the whole story on that. No, we don't. I mean, that'd be something maybe we could get Burkhardt on here one of these days and let him talk about it a little bit. I'm not going to run down any other promoter because no. it's hard. No. But there's. A but I'm not going to cut down the drivers either because that that's a that is a double edged sword right yeah. there. And there's usually no matter who's who's show you ever go to, you, I mean, nothing is ever going to be. Well, I mean, Teddy caught a free. Well, Teddy caught a tough break out there when you were saying mm-hmm. half inch weld. CJ. Put him on the car. Cordell. Put him on the trailer. Yeah. I mean, they were... And I don't think any loaded. of those guys held it against Sam since then. I mean, the, the, I no. mean it happens. It's going to happen. No. Everybody's human. Now, well, at the you, big show like that, it does suck. Well, yeah. When you're going to a big show like that, you're pushing every limit that you possibly can. Emotions are high. Um, the promoter is already on edge. Like, they've been dealing with this for how long? He might as well have been a crackhead the entire week. Yeah. They don't sleep. Well, and I mean, and I and I'm not sticking up for the promoter on this either, by any means, and I'm not going to stick up for the driver, but I can see it from both sides. I mean, you you get phone call after phone call, like we're having this team show in Palmyra, you know, in May. The phone call started as soon as we got done with Havoc. Yep. And we didn't even have anything together. Yet. The next day. Yeah. When are you going to yeah. release your team show stuff? I was like, man, let me breathe. Well, first, like, how'd you even know we were having one? <laughs> you know, it's like hell. This has been talking in the background. How you, we don't even know where we're going to have it yet. Uh, they, they've got a good psychic. Very uh, well. I mean, hopefully they know some lottery numbers. <laughs> I mean, because uh, they're that good. I want some lottery numbers. What'd you all think of the van class being at the big show? What'd you all think about the big name drivers? <laughs> John Muse <laughs> in, in a van. <laughs> But Scott Mulder, you know, well, Derek and I were sitting there watching this, talking about it, and I was like, those guys were so out of their element because that that is an unpredictable class. Well, you can't drive it like they normally drive their big cars. You can't drive it like you drive a compact. You can't drive it like you drive a mod car. Because three of the guys from Compact Cadillacs who have won Blizzard Bash, who have won team shows at Oski and whatnot, you talk about some nasty six cylinders. Yes, they were in minivans. You know, so first time I've seen headers in a minivan too. That is a little bit different. Well, I think Derek's boys want to put one on his now. Oh God! Hey, John, so if, John uh, we might need a, a sponsorship from NLR on some headers for a Honda Odyssey is, van. Uh, is Elliot making headers for an Odyssey head? Uh, I think it's a three five in the in the Honda, so hell, they might. That's, Can't do what you do in the old school and just flip the header upside down. I think you can. I think you can because it's got to have an access hole through the hood. I'm not messing with that. No, that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> no, I'm out on that. <laughs> yeah, that. Hey, that it's his sucks. first one. Come on, guys. I think mm. we're just going to cut it right off in front of the converter and just point it down, and what happens, happens. But I, we got to see some different stuff with some vans out there. Did you all see how they were building the back of those? I mean, yeah. they might have pulled a, pulled a page out of Gage Sumner's book yes. on that. Um, not probably as innovative as Gage and Jason did it, but... Oh, come on now. These van guys. 
Got to give him credit where credit's due. But the, due. One, the first guy that I even saw when we come out, I said, dude, he cut his roof off. Oh, yeah. I mean, he got, like the, the first guy he came out, he did. It's like he made it um, uh, an Explorer Sport track. Well, And then the second guy that came out had the C-pillars notched. Well, those rules are pretty close to ours as far as build-wise. You can take away anything. Yes. Just can't add anything. Just cannot add. So I, I'm sure they were they were thinking fold up factor, you know. It worked. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't know if it worked or not because I watched a van turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Kevin? You know, Kevin Olman. Yep. From Compact Cadillacs, he was the only one on his lid. You seen that it didn't bother him too much. It didn't. He got out back with, over. He got out with a suit and tie. And I think it run better after they turned it over. <laughs> it just needed a little top loop. That's all it needed. Just. Just well, a little bit more time. Do, do we want to touch on 5X pulling through on the street stock? The, he ran a hell of a derby. The dude, is a, he's a machine. Um, he sells great equipment. Not a, not his first time in the spotlight, no, for sure. No, now, just to not. clarify for those who don't know who 5X is, it's John Muse with NLR. Yes. He, he sells great equipment. He builds great products. Would you call that tested and proven? Proven, tested, certified, Absolutely. guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, and he just, and he, then he drives his ass off. I've got an NLR pedal set up in my, my stock car. You know what I did at work today for 20 minutes? Looked up. NLR parts. NLR parts. <laughs> I do it like once a week anyway, but I just like, I just got to go ahead and pull the trigger and get some stuff here. So you need to start an OnlyFans and put that on your wish list. Maybe you can find You tell some. my wife that and see how well that goes over. <laughs> only only mans instead of only fans. That might be able to... Or in your boy's case, only vans. Yes, only vans. Pull another Trey Hoover. <laughs> now, Teddy P was part of the only vans. Only vans. Yeah. Uh, you know what class has got me hooked? And I texted Justin Meyer today. He's like, dude, we got to do this. That two-man uh, extreme. Two yeah, dude, that class is so fun to watch. Man... I just don't know if I trust any of you guys enough for that. Which I believe I said I called it. Justin, not you. <laughs> but Justin did verify that he said that we could, you could get a five speed on one. So he somebody had the and I talked to James Smith, who sent me a screenshot, and he actually texted Austin. Austin and Jerry ran a five speed when they ran their team car. Of their, course their they did. In. Of course those Leave two. Leave it did. to them too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was also a motor that was turning ten grand. Well, that without, Austin is running this year. But without a torque converter, that helps it turn 10 grand. Oh, you know, that's... The 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 two-man extreme stuff, I think we had a couple of Missouri guys in that, didn't we? Uh, Tyler Reed and yep. Justin Myers. I think they run it down to top five. Yeah. Fourth, yeah, fourth and uh, fourth or I, I think they were in a... They were a box Ford, I believe. It was a box Ford or Metric GM? Uh, I'd have to look back. I think it was a box full. It was was getting so late. I was getting tired. By the time I really got to pay attention to what it was, it didn't really look much like a a normal car (laughs) that it started with. They uh, they definitely used that car up. Yeah, it's it's gone. I definitely got to do something like that. That just looks like it's too fun to to not try. Which we we actually talked last night that it was um, it, it started around here at Quincy Raceway. The they, the, they did the circle track two-man. Yeah, two man. it was called yeah. the two-man cruisers. I forgot about One that. One guy drove, steered, the other guy had the gas. Yeah. And that's, it started there. Man, you're throwing it back now because that yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's – somebody says, hey, you want to get in one of them? I was like, no, hell no, I don't trust none of y'all in one of them. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that hell, I grew up at that racetrack. My grandfather raced for thirty years in the late models and kind of yeah. got into it by accident. But which I know we've bounced around, you know, in these classes and whatnot. Um, but the box Fords out there, I've seen some wicked, plentiful this year. Yeah, yeah. And they look Very good. Yes. That thirty-two car. That dude, that thing was just stupid. As soon as 23s pulled, all the way around yeah, it. Yeah, 23s all the way around it. Come and it just looked like a full-blown mod car. It did. Yeah, it I, did. I can't. And remember. he was driving it like one too. <laughs> he lost the what? He lost the one wheel on Friday yep. night, and he brought it back on Saturday. Got through his stuff, and the car looked awesome. And he just took one weird shot. Yep, did it again. And it just, he just cleared it off. So, but everybody, it looked like. I mean, Chad Markley lost a wheel. You see how long he drove Chad, it with three wheels? Yes, which that I mean that's how Half good the Chad is. But I've never seen since 2015. I've never saw Chad Markley lose either steering or a wheel ever. I've seen him go flat tires all pretty much all the way around it, but I've never saw him lose a wheel. A little softer build, though. Yeah, I mean surely somebody somewhere has got these Ford rack and pinions and steering components figured out. Um, that's definitely the weak spot in them. They are. The, uh, we actually said it last night that, I think it was last night, um, every car has a plus and a minus. Uh, first thing that Steven said last night, he goes, man, these Vicks are just stout right now. You know, they're not bending, they're not snooting, they're not doing stupid shit. But then, almost three-quarters of the field, you can see the center leg hanging on the ground. Yep. Um, one guy, they tried to get the right front wheel that was actually still, <laughs> still connected, connected yeah. to the tie rod and everything, you know, so. And that was a good-looking rim, too. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was all chromed out and blacked. <laughs> there there was more Montero wheels there than I've ever seen at a Carnage or a Blizzard. You want to you talk about the uh, 62 car that was holding the steering wheel? Oh, what a oh. tough break. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. Um, Jimmy. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't actually saw Jimmy since probably 2017, and I thought he. Got and he had a car. And he, yeah, uh, he had a unit. And yes, he did. Of all things, I think that would be the one thing that would piss me off the most. I probably wouldn't have told anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, oh no, we're good. Yeah, Hoping you got a pair of vice grips in well, your you car. Well, you saw he looked down. He was trying. Oh, no, he turned got it. him to move. He and, turned it. Uh, but I can see where the safety issue would be with that, too. Yeah, you oh, get, We don't yeah. need anybody getting Basically, a spear going through your chest. You yes. take the wrong shot. So, it was, yeah. Needed to get out of the car. And it wasn't nothing that Jimmy did on a build. Um, I, and I don't think it was... I think it was just shit luck. I'd hate to be the, the sales rep that he's going to be calling tomorrow morning <laughs> about because if that you could have gave wheel. the man roughly three minutes and a welder i promise you it would have never came off well, didn't you have a pretty pretty awesome experience with him welding the training up one time did we were at uh t-bone um Oski, yeah and uh you know steve turlow's stuff and broke a trainee friday night the last heat the last hit um but CJ just got lucky and it went out after, you know, the checkered flag. So we go in and we drop a tranny and it bust. I mean, it it messed some stuff up. And Jimmy showed up that morning and he said, "Boys, I'm gonna weld it." I said, "Okay." Well, I knew what Jimmy did for a living. 
But he said, I want you to take this bottle of water. He said, I want you to have several bottles of water, and I'm going to start welding this as I was pouring water on it. Keeping it cool. Trying to keep it cooled down, and then it looked like he did it with a machine. And then he was pissed. He was like, that don't look that good. I was like, dude, I was dousing this thing with water. <laughs> He's like, well, I didn't want it to mess with the case. I didn't want to hurt nothing else. And we went in. And I, uh, normal Vic. Go into the feature. Loose steering within about the first minute. And he ran it down the third with no steering. You know, so. Um, well, I, I know we've kind of touched on the carnage thing. And I, I'm sure... You know, a lot of these guys that are listening, they've watched it. Yeah, most all of them. But all in all, I think it was an awesome show. I mean, I don't know how many times you was actually, oh, oh, look at him. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was just, oh, yeah. You could have sit there and have a kid on your lap and you're just trying to chill him and, you know, maybe it's sleep time for a road rat that was all there. <laughs> yeah. And then Cumbie it was, holy shit! <laughs> you know, so... Stephen oh, comes and ruins he, that moment. Yeah, he's awake now. He's bouncing around like a crackhead. <laughs> before we before we let go of the, the carnage talk, I want to give one shout-out to Caster Ford, the winner of the, the Youth Compact. He has got one hell of a mullet going. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Can't see what it's going to look like next year at next year's show. <laughs> Keep her going, Caster. Um, I missed Saturday morning. I didn't get to watch the the yeah we had stuff going on the so Concy stuff the we had a little bit of stuff going on at the house but everybody I mean now Dakota I think he watched you watched most it, of it yeah yeah I missed most of it were, were the were the constellations were they pretty good I mean yeah they so they did some kind of unorthodox stuff because instead of running it down like the bottom three I think it was a light weld I think it just because they had like a lower car count than they wanted instead of running it down top three. I think they took like six. Yeah, but there was a lot of junk made yeah. Friday night. Yeah, right? so there like, was. But they, so, but I will say that those guys that ran in that class in the Concy, they ran their asses off. Not a hundred percent sure who was running the car. I, I didn't do my homework like Dakota said, but that thirteen car, I think it was an Oldsmobile. That Billman. Wow. Yes. Wow, that dude took a beating in the heat, walk and come back through the Concy. And we seen him in the feature. His core support, I swear, was six inches narrower on each side. Absolutely. I mean, he was, was getting clear. He was digging, though. Man, he was digging. Yep. And, and that car was doing what it was supposed to. And then you saw the camera go in on him, and just like the look of disgust on his face. You're like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm what, I, I would like to know what power plant he was running because she was hot. It didn't It didn't quit. It didn't stall. It just... there's. I mean, there was a lot of good power plants out there. Well, I mean, in the, in the light weld class... Right? Is that was that where uh, the I win? Um, yes, Rhett. Glenn. Yeah. Yep. Dude, dude, that wagon wasn't. It was nasty. <laughs> it was nasty. And the interview that they did with him, I I, I giggled a little bit because he said they were like, "Well, are you gonna sedagin after the heat?" He was like, "Now, nah, I like the way these wagons look. I'm gonna keep her." And Good for prop, him. I mean, props to Rhett. Rhett. Rhett's been in the game a long time. Rhett knows what he's doing. But on his interview, they said they started on that thing a week ago. <laughs> yeah. A week. So I don't know if Rhett's week is 22 hours a day for a week straight. Had to be or, something. Or if it's after work. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's uh, um, Rhett's a big farmer. Uh, 
but that's that's well people get busy we've talked about this yes we've we've touched on this before man people are busy yes this is a hobby any way you want to cut it it, it, it's not a full-time job but it can turn into a full-time job in a hurry yeah well i mean a lot of people are putting a full-time job worth of effort into this every week you know, I mean, that's how dedicated these guys are to this hobby. Work a seven to five, then go home, yeah. and go straight to the shop until ten or eleven. Or like in, in Rhett's case, being a farmer, I mean, that, that job don't quit. No, no. I mean, you know, because there's there's planters to get ready. You know, there's ground to be worked. There's, uh, well, say you know, there's rain coming tomorrow. Well, you may run from midnight till it rains until the next it day. Rains, yes. Yeah. So I mean, those hours aren't even secured. Yeah. You're trying to get in the shop when you can, and that's that's why I love that's why I love our drivers. You know that that's why I love the dedication that these guys put into this to make this sport what it is. No two drivers are the same. No, 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 no two, two builds are the same. Yes, uh, the limited you know the limited well. It came down to two guys, and there was no it wasn't a fluke. I mean those are two badass dudes. Yeah, you know Kyle. Uh, Kyle Stephan won last year. Uh, so he had to defend his title with the, I mean, just with a regular, normal, straight bick. Uh, and looking at, you know, Rhett's wagon that is just nasty. Well, <laughs> how long did the RU18 run with no steering? Uh, run it down I'm a third. Pretty close. I'm gonna guess half the show snooted and then Rhett finally you know well he I mean he got it he got him pushed over the wall. wall I mean uh well just like chicken was talking in the in the, in the mod cars yeah he said I gotta do what I gotta do because he said he was he gonna outdrive said, me. he said James is gonna outdrive me you know James Kitzel came to Blizzard Bash with two cars last year this last fall and he won Kitchell I know that's a name that that is becoming way more familiar very familiar, <laughs> very familiar with anywhere he's going. Um, this, but look what he's bringing. Look at the quality of the build. Yes. And they're just a, I mean, they're just your normal Vic, you know. They they're your normal Vic, but they're not your normal. Correct. Vic. I mean, but you know, nothing is. But that dude run all night, never lost steering. And what was a big thing we saw out there? Everybody lost steering on a Vic. Like I said, well, I mean, Tony Lake, Miller. Yep. So he went out there, drag link, the everything laying on the ground. I hate that for Tony. I bet he has it ready for next weekend. You want to bet? I bet you see Tony at Peoria in that car. I'll find out. I'll be there. <laughs> he will be there. He might grab a couple of these listeners or drivers and, well, and see what they've got the to plan. say about this stuff. That's the plan. Um, and guess well, Mr. James Kitchell will be at... Um, Whiskey City next weekend, too. Well, I'm sure. He's signed uh, up in the Superstock. Because Jerry's running, right? Yep, he'll be in mod. Yeah, he'll be in his end. mod. But James will be there in a Superstock. Oh, okay. And, guys, we I, I know we touched on a little bit the other day, but I just kind of went down here through this driver's list that I guess I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to. Which one? This The Superstock for the Whiskey City. Oh, it's insane. It is beyond insane. I had no idea um, how bad it actually was. Um, you sure you don't want to go? 
You Dude, got a vacation I'd, I'd day. I'd love to go. I would. Uh, I got one more spot in the truck left. No, you're leaving a day, a day too early. I mean, dude, we're talking. Show's Friday night. Huh? Show's Friday night. First through third? Yeah. Feature yeah. one, two, and three yeah. of Friday night, and then feature four and five of Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah. But, man, look at that list. Just just touch on that. I know we're talking about Carnage, but just touch on that just a little bit. Look look at that, that stacked up list. Super stock list. Bobby Whitaker. Vic Whaley. Santel's in there, right? Don Santel. Ryan Songalewski. Jason Brzezinski. James Kitchell, uh, Tyler Brangers, uh, Eric Blom. I mean, this thing is just Pudwitter. Uh, Teddy P. Teddy P. Here Trey boy. and Rob. Yeah, here boys. Because uh, it looks like Pudwitter is actually taking two cars. He's going to run the super stock, and then I believe he is signed in He's for in the, the mod, mod class as well. For sure. That that show's gonna be killer. I mean, just even on top of what happened at Carnage, like you're, the, I mean, the, these fans, they're getting, they're getting a Derby season worth of action in two weeks. I bet Derby Nation's making a killing on their pay per view in the yeah. next two weeks. <laughs> then I, I know I'll be there. Then I missed Eric and David Demel. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Demel won the first. Capital Carnage after it went to a light well. Right. You know. This What's crazy to me is not just the the Peoria Capital Carnage thing. Like seeing where these drivers are going with these builds, it's crazy. Like they're jumping from mod cars to street stock to it's just crazy. Yes. Like they're they're all over the board. I love it. I mean, you know what's even a, crazier to me though? Is they've got the setups to be able to run like you said, they're running two classes this weekend. They ran two classes yeah. this past weekend. Yep. But Man, the they years that it's ta- the, that. yeah, but they're not doing that in one year. No, and and that's oh, why. I mean, I want to stress that too because I don't want to discourage our younger listeners. You know, thinking, oh, I need to have two ski cradles. You know, <laughs> I, I need to buy Punisher transmissions. You know, yeah, you don't need all that. Like that, that's not how you start with this. No, absolutely. because that's usually years one, of accumulation. There. Once it is in a cradle, it ain't coming out. It's of not it. coming out of it unless, unless you torch it. Unless something's wrong. I mean, it's just. Unless you it's put stage. on the free fireworks at these big shows. I'll tell you a quick story real quick about a Palmyra Fair show. might have been like 2,000 to win. We had these guys come up from Iowa. They had, it was a full cradle in the light weld class. And, but in those rules at that time said you could not have a DP. They hacked the DP off with a torch just so they could run. Oh my. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is your option, I guess, if you want to do it. Like, okay, didn't even bat an eye. Went back wow. to the trailer, cut it off, came back up five minutes later. And That's I'm like, the dedication I'm talking. You're shitting me. You just cut a, a $1,300 cradle in half. That's oh the dedication my. I'm talking that these drivers give to the fans. Yes. Because they weren't doing it for the $2,000. You can no. say whatever you want. They, they knew, were they doing had, it they knew there was probably 20 or 30 people that were coming after coming with them later on in the day. That's it right there. They did not well, want to disappoint even just, their It didn't supporters. even have to be that people. It's the fact that, you know, I get to go out here and I'm going to have some fun. But the crowd is going to love it. Yes. And they did not disappoint. Those boys from Iowa, they did not disappoint. They came out and from the flag drop, I mean, they took out some of our local drivers within the first couple hits, and those guys were pissed. Yeah. Who's these no-namer guys that we don't know coming and putting up against the wall and taking us out? (laughs) Well, the thing about it. Let's let's pull this back in just a little bit on the carnage thing. Let's go ahead and wrap that up, and we'll move to the next part of this. 
overall great show. Absolutely. Um, I think we are going to try to touch with a couple of the drivers that were out there. Yeah. Yep. Um, later on in this episode, we've got Corey Luddington coming in. We're going to have him talk to us about, you know, kind of what he's got going on, what, what, what he's moving towards this year. Which Corey didn't get to run as normal as he would. Oh, I know, and I think because, it was killing him. Yeah, you could tell it was it was arcing him, but, you know, he is going to Whiskey City, so. So is this, was he not running? I guess we can find out. Right, yeah. We'll, why he wasn't, so. We'll, we'll touch on that, but uh, that was our take on, you know, kind of what happened out at Capital Con is what we've seen. Um, I'm sure we'll be referencing back to that in the next oh, couple yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a hard um, one to forget for a while. That was a good one. Um, we are, uh, we're going to get, let's get Corey on the phone. Yeah, that'll work. Sounds good. Be right back with you guys. All right, we're here with Corey Luddington. Um, we're going to talk to him a little bit about how he got started in this sport and kind of get his opinion on some of these classes and builds and stuff like that. Uh, Corey, how you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. How you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. Um, man, it was weird not seeing you out at Carnage. Yeah, no doubt. It's the first time, I think, since that show started that I hadn't been there. Uh, was uh, was uh, was it a little weird not, not going out this year? I mean... I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely different. Uh, definitely weird not seeing everybody and not uh, not talking to the friends and stuff, you know, that, we, that I've met out there over the years. Uh, uh, this will be the second time. First time not going since it started. It'll be the second time I haven't ran a, a, some sort of class out there, but uh, definitely different. Is your car done for Whiskey City? No. No? <laughs> Is no. it close? Sure. <laughs> well, you, you've got, what, three day, four days now? Text on Thursday? Uh, um, yeah, I'm leaving Wednesday. <laughs> All, all the head gaskets are in it this time, though, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, what are you taking to Whiskey City? You gonna, you gonna let us, you gonna tell us about that, or? Oh, uh, it's definitely Cadillac. Um, not my normal build by any means. It's a little older than what I normally run, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. Well, lucky for you, this won't drop till Thursday, so so nobody's gonna know what you're taking until you're already out there. Um, so Corey, if you don't mind, tell us tell us a little bit how all this got started. Like, what 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 really pumped you up about motorsports, horsepower, all that stuff? Well, I mean, whenever I was a kid, my dad my dad used to demolition derby, and then uh, you know, and it I just as a young guy, I just seen all of his friends and stuff come around and. There's a bunch of beer drinking going on, and they just knock glass out of cars. And pretty much, I mean, it was way different back then than it is nowadays, but they'd knock the glass out of cars all at one shop, and they'd go to a track just to see who could beat up who the most. You know, they never did go out to – they didn't compete for money or nothing like that. They wanted to say – they was all bragging rights, you know, and and uh, it was it was just one of them things you grew up into, and – and you liked it, and you just seen, you know, the way people acted. And I see, I see a lot of it today. Still, about everybody in the Derby family, how everybody sticks together. Um, but my dad got me into the engine stuff. Uh, you know, he's always had some sort of a hot rod or, or something. And then when he decided to quit Derby, and he got into circle track racing, and and uh, did that for a few years when I was growing up. And whenever I got older, I decided that I was going to Derby and. 
I never imagined that uh, it would turn into what it's turned into today for me, but well, uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been to your shop and the the buildings and stuff that you all have there in Laclede. Your dad had some awesome stuff. I mean, all the way from your, your sports cars to the old trucks and just the the odysseys that that dude come up with. I could definitely see where where you got your passion for the sport or even even horsepower and stuff in, in general. Right. Yeah, when, when my dad decided to... Uh to leave us here on earth you know about six years ago uh he still had the very first car he ever owned not a lot of people know that but it was a 32 plymouth uh four-door sedan and we actually still have it dude that is so cool yeah and 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 that's neat i mean that's that's what whenever we have our guests on here and stuff that's the realness that we're that we're looking for you know the i mean because that that's a passion right there like that that's not a that's not a hobby at that point that that's something that you care about that that's passion yeah right um so what what got you into these cadillacs uh well um blizzard bash old iron mod class oh i don't know 2013 14 somewhere back in there me and a couple guys decided that we was going to just go out there and run Cadillacs, and and so we did, and that's just one of the things I just kind of learned about them and fell in love with them, and that's what I've stuck with, and uh, just we've got them. I, I, like to feel, I like to think that I've got them figured out. Well, just, I know yeah. that I've seen you running around with a bunch of them at your place with no ass end on them and a straight front end, so it looks like you're doing something right. Well, yeah, I mean, I... I cut the ass off of them if I could, but. <laughs> um, well, Corey, what was the first derby car you ever ran? Uh, really? <laughs> well, the very uh, first one. You're not that old. No, the very first full size car that I ever ran would have been a '64 five Plymouth Fury three with a slant six. There we go. See, boys, Mopar, right there. <laughs> There it is. Worst experience I ever had. <laughs> well, where did you get? Where did you take that worst experience you ever had? Uh, well, I wouldn't have been but uh, 16 years old, I think, 15 or 16. Um, of course, I I come onto the car. I think for cheap, maybe free even. Um, some local kids around here bought it and and. Uh, they just used it to go road tripping and drinking and stuff, and I think they got in some trouble with it, and it broke down on them. And I think they actually ran through a fence and wanted to put a fence post, put, put a fence post through the radiator, and decided they wasn't going to fix it. And they called me and told me if I wanted, I could get it. So I went and got it, and I drove it around out here in the field for a while, and I was like, hmm, maybe we'll just derby this car. So <laughs> that's where that that's where that started, and, um, and we took it to Princeton, Missouri, I think, and. Um, pretty much all I remember is getting pushed up on the dirt berm and it wouldn't shift out of gear, shift gears. <laughs> it was stuck in forward gear or something, which it had a three-speed or two-speed automatic in it or something. Well, we know yeah. you're, uh, we know you're an LS guy. Um, was there a certain reason why you went from the normal small blocks to the LS type of stuff? Uh, 
I mean, when it all whenever it all started with me going to the LS stuff was was basically just because it wasn't something that everybody else had. Um, wanted to be different type deal, and then I just started thinking about some other things, some benefits that an LS would have over a small block, as in helping a car out, and and uh, started doing some some stuff with that, and I seemed to like the the outcome of it, so. Um, a lot of guys are scared of the LS engines because they look at them and it looks like there's a bunch of wiring and stuff. And they're really not any more complex than a regular small block Chevy is once you get down to it. Well, I know that we're, we're seeing it a lot more. Um, well, I mean, some of that has to be the, the cost effectiveness, right? Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's some good and bad with the cost and whatnot with it. Um, you know, Ten years ago, you could build a, a decent small block for fifteen hundred bucks or less, or maybe a little more. It just depends on what you want to do. Um, and nowadays, I don't even think you could do that with it. But you could be in a decent LS for that fifteen to two thousand, I think. Well, that, that's what I was thinking. I mean, because I know that you know, being here in Monroe County, and you've got your dumb kids that I call them that run around and like to drink and wreck vehicles. I mean, my brother-in-law wiped out a 2000 Chevrolet here a while back that had a decently, you know, low mileage 60 in it that a guy could pick up for 6 700 bucks and I mean like that seems like that a decent over. start. Just go ahead and bring that over here, Stephen. We'll just go ahead. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer right there. Make that deal right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean you can get you can get a baseline on it, you know, 4853 um Obviously, everybody thinks that you got to have a 6.0 because it's the bigger, but I wouldn't necessarily go that it's the better. Yeah, them 4.8s, man, the RPMs is just wild. I mean, they're all going to turn pretty decent RPMs, but, uh, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a personal preference, I guess. I I actually like my 6.0s. I've got a couple, three of them, and then I've got a a bone stock 5.3 that I call Old Faithful. It's... That's my loaner motor when someone needs one or something, and I'll loan it out. Or if I'm building a car and I need an engine, and all my other engines are in something else, I'll throw it in. You know, it's just never let me down. So um, um, they all—they've all got their ups and downs about them. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the SMS side of things. Uh, you all do anything new and cool or innovative, or you still? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Uh, show me sliders came about it was just a deal that i figured out that i could build the sliding drive shafts by getting all the parts here locally and and i was going to do it and just kind of stay low-key and sell them to local guys so they didn't have to worry about getting one shipped to them and then next thing i know everybody in the country's got my phone number or my name on facebook and they're (laughs) wanting me to build them drive shafts and ship them to them so uh it's 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 gotten pretty busy i should say i think there's probably there's over 400 of them out there, and I've only been doing it for two, three years. This will be the third year. Now, so. um, I know with a lot of the, the aftermarket part stuff and, and and stuff like that, I know whenever COVID hit, everybody was having a terrible time coming up with all the parts they needed. Did you have any trouble with stuff like that? or? Uh, no, I... Uh... I actually was was fortunate enough to be able to get get the parts that I needed yet. Um, 
they were they did tell me they were limited um but uh i still but i kept ahead of the game a little bit and i always i kept a few on hand now you aren't just building slider drive shafts now though right i mean you've you've got your steering shafts and uh, no i've got i've got the slider drive shafts um the steering shafts which is basically a mini mini slider um uh, we, I don't build them for pretty much just about any car. I haven't haven't decided to do compact cars yet, um, and a lot of reasons because some of them compact cars you can't get an after a sweet uh, aftermarket uh, universal joint for them. Um, is one reason why I haven't done that yet. But I'm I'm working on something for that. Um, I built brake and gas combos and battery boxes. I've got one of those. I've got one of the brake setups, or gas and brake setups. And uh, also building, uh, between my shop and a buddy of mine, Kenneth Duff, we fabricated bumpers. Um, now, I mean, Kenneth, he's offering can... a couple different ways on that, isn't he, uh, as far as thickness on those bumpers? Yeah, I mean, you know, everything, anything is, uh, is possible. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is three the three eighths thick bumpers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've went as far as a half inch yet. That's, I mean, there's some guys out there that's done it, but that's cool. not something that we've we've wanted to do just yet. That um, would be more on your mod side because you're not gonna you're not gonna weld anything like that on any one of the stock cars. Right. So, Corey, if someone was interested in buying some of your stuff at SMS, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, well, you know, I always my phone. You can give my, you can call me. Um, if I don't answer, it's the best thing to leave me a message, or or you can text me, or you can uh, private message me on Facebook on my personal page, or uh, the Show Me Siders page is fine. Um, any any of those ways will get a hold of me. Um, now what what can we see as far as SMS this year? We we gonna see the team back at Blizzard Bash again? Uh, yeah, we we uh we're, we'll be back at Blizzard Bash. Um, we lost a we lost a teammate from the last two years, but we picked up one of my old original teammates to take his place. Um, so I think we're standing pretty good with that still. Um, and, and I've got uh, I'll be running Whiskey City, of course, next weekend. Um, I think after that. Is probably going to be the Mother's Day Madness. Who's putting that on? Uh, I, I I think uh, I think it's a new promoter out of uh, Arkansas. I'm not real sure. <laughs> um, are you but, uh, you all going to try to run any stock stuff this year? Are you going to stick with the street stock stuff or? Well, you know, I've I would love to run some stock shows. Um, they're a lot easier builds for sure um, and but I, last well before we started building fresh cars this year I told the, everybody in the shop that helps me out and whatnot here I said you know what I said I've got enough pre-ran Cadillacs and Lincoln sitting here that I think we can all run run pre-runs all summer next year and hit quite a few shows and get them used up and and uh, they all kind of agreed and and uh, so I guess that's the plan after we run run Peoria um, and then I've got two other shows uh, 
be the Ottawa two-man team show up in Ottawa, Iowa, and then uh, the Stanton two-man team show in Stanton, Nebraska. They're they're both pre or uh, fresh car only shows, so um, I'll be running those. And then I mean, if we get if we get to where we we can run some stock shows, we will. If not, it's probably going to be all street stock. Um, what what are your thoughts on this new this street street stock craze is what I've been calling it because you didn't hear much about it you know the last two or three years you haven't heard much about the street stock stuff at all but man the last year and a half it seems like it's blown up well I mean it, and this is my my personal opinion on it uh, I love the class I love the style of builds it's letting you do. Um, you know, it lets you get a little bit creative and it, and it lets you use some of the fabricated parts that you can purchase and uh, so forth. But, uh, you know, uh, when Blizzard Bash, uh, what was it, 2015 or 16, when they first went to the Light Welds teams out there, uh, those cars were pretty much what these street stock cars are now. Without the protector. As, as far as the build, especially now that they're letting us put transmission uh, well, actually, last year's street stock weld rules that everybody's building to, which I actually think that Filthy's rules are still lows, don't allow a transmission brace. But, right. Which that's very similar to the original limited weld rules that whenever we all went out there and we all busted transmissions that year. Um, yeah, I think he, so. I think the last transmission we put in your car actually come out of my stock car. You know, it might be right. It was a, a guy from... Uh, Salisbury. Peaceville. Salisbury, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was my it was the three fifty out of my car. Yep, yep, that been it. Um now I know that I know what you're talking about as far as that street stock builds going. You know, the the fourteen inch bumper bracket, braced rear end, you know, the eight fix it plates. What what are your thoughts on the, the tranny protector versus no tranny protector? Uh, I mean, it's, it could go either way. Um, I personally have an aftermarket, uh, transmission case. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to run a brace until, unless I have to, until I break my transmission, I guess, because I think, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those deals that maybe might make something else break before, I don't. I mean, when you fix one spot, there's something else going to break. Um, now, we've seen you in several different um, in in several different builds here lately. Uh, you were running some what 9802 Lincolns last year. Is that is that what you were in? Uh, let's see, last year I may not have ever ran a 9802 Lincoln myself. The year before, I ran a few. Uh, I've run a. Maybe the year before that, but I have ran 9802 would be my my uh, second pick over a Cadillac over a 73 to six Caddy. What um, uh, what what are your thoughts on on jumping back and forth from the Cadillac to like the new style, like? Uh, because I, mean, I know I they'll turn around quicker, you know that. Um, right, they got they've got your they've got their benefits of stuff to do, you know, like they they are a little bit better at mobility. Um, they, uh, uh, a little quicker to build, especially if you can find somebody to strip it for you. <laughs> now, Corey, have you found, you know, you build so 
you know, you like you just said, you do jump around a little bit. Um, certain times, you know, whether it's just fall, you know, cleanup shows or fair shows in the summer, have you figured out maybe we're not asking any secrets? Don't please don't take it that way. Uh, have you figured out with building that where you could implement some stuff with each car where they kind of come full circle with each other? Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. There's there's a lot of similarities and and the builds. Um, a lot of guys won't admit to it, but there is. Um, the hardest part is 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 reading the rules and understanding the rules as a uh, car builder slash I don't know how you really want to put it. I mean, you got the guys that are out here reading the rules that as a car builder only, but I try to I try to read them with an open mind for the most Gray part. Areas. Uh, yeah, you call it that if you want. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's so much stuff that's so similar from one promoter to the other promoter, and this promoter says this, well, this promoter says that. Well, at the end of the day, we're all still trying to get the same. We're trying to put on a show thing. for these fans. Right. I mean, honestly, like you know just as well as I do, we can't keep having these shows if we don't have people to watch them. We can't keep right. having these shows if we don't have drivers to run them. Right. Um, they're, they're, we, that's what we're trying to do as a promotion company, is we're trying to trying to implement both sides of that. You know, we're, we're trying to understand where the driver's coming from and, and trying to make sure that the drivers understand that, you know, we're trying to make it as fair as possible. Right. Um, you know, all that stuff, I feel like if we give a little bit or, you know, or a little bit of understanding on some of that stuff, it it comes back tenfold on both sides, the drivers and the fans. Absolutely. You know, no drama. Um, you know, the, because you can admit as a driver – Whenever you get a a bad call made on you or whatever, it, it, it's it's emotional because you've got time, effort, and and passion involved in in what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it. Like we uh, we've talked about this a time or two before, Stephen. But you know, I may I may be ready to come out of the car and whoop your ass. I guess I can say ass. But <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. you know, I might be ready to come out of the car and, and throw hands or something during the derby but then you give me 15 minutes later we're all gonna be over there drinking drinking a nice cold water together and having a good old time <laughs> for sure i mean and, and that's what we're trying to do as a promotion company you know we're, we're trying to understand that and and i think that's where you know if we go out there and we break somebody off i understand they're going to be mad about it but i don't have to engage in it and we can talk about it afterwards Right. You know, I mean, it was like you, you brought your boy last year to Palmyra. He took a trash shot. Didn't get called on the track. You were upset. I understood it. We we worked through it. I mean, it, it and and that's the kind of shit that we're we're trying to work toward. You know, in all of our shows. Right. And, and I think everybody kind of needs to realize that at a certain point. Yeah, I, I mean, I just you know, in the heat of the moment, at that point in time, my son. Yeah, pretty well of on the track crying because he got rocked and didn't know what the hell was going on. So, of course, I would, any dad would be upset, you know. Well, any but parent I in I general. I took something I mean, from it. 
Right. I took something from that, and he did too, and that is we're not going to ever climb in a gut and go minivan again. That was the dumbest <laughs> thing we ever did. Well, let's switch gears on this and get a little bit out of this serious talk here. Uh, what, what's the most fun you've had as far as running on? Like, what, what's your favorite track? Where, where, where do you like to run at? Uh, I mean, you know, you can't knock the track at Topeka. Um, that's a good track, good atmosphere. But, uh, you know, some of the most fun I've ever had was uh, on the track has been, uh, um, man, I don't know, it's kind of a toss-up, really. Uh, Shelbina last year riding with Justin was a lot of fun. Well, uh, that's, uh, I think the fun of that come out from Justin driving, like, uh, dude, that dude was turning that 03 up. Yeah, he he wasn't listening to his co-pilot very well. But. <laughs> oh, that dude, uh, he put on a show for us, for sure. Yeah, he's just itching to get into another 03 and up also, but um, I think he's going to be in a Cadillac before he gets an 03. <laughs> uh, are we going to get to see him drive the same way, though? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I love watching Justin run that that dude well, he, I love watching Corey run well uh, I was going to bring this up Corey uh, a few years ago we went and watched uh, Macon whenever you got turned over oh yeah and CJ Barnes <laughs> you were having so much fun on the track running around three wheeling it and it yeah. seemed like you jumped up a peg after you got turned over and they they pushed you back over it seemed like like you were already putting on a show and it was like bam here we go again and we seen a completely different Corey after they pushed you back over well i didn't get to do a whole lot i was trying to i was trying to stay in there um yeah cj he's the only one's ever put me on my side <laughs> um it was kind of a it was fast but then again it was slow type situation it was it was fun uh mostly for sure uh, uh i know it's always a blast watching you on the track i mean whether it comes from you not having enough car left at some point to being a nuisance you know to a driver that has a chance to win and you know what what it takes to to eliminate that or just you going out and running as hard as possible like a few years back at blizzard bash i watched you glowing headers move a car around the track until there was literally nothing left yep i mean that's yeah. the kind of that's the kind of passion we're looking for from these drivers that was the last small block i ever ran <laughs> and that was the not reason that, not that show but that was the last that engine is the last the last small block I ran. It, it was hot. Still got <laughs> it, it was hot. I, mean, I still got it. I'm not gonna lie. It's sitting there on the shelf, just waiting to, to come back out and play. But OLSs haven't let me down yet. So, well, Corey, I know you're going to Whiskey City this weekend, and I know you've seen the drivers list. What do you think of that drivers list you're going to be competing against? Oh, there's there's a lot of uh, names on there that, of guys that I know. Um, I know their driving capabilities and their building capabilities. I mean, that's that list is no different than a list you'd get at Blizzard Bash, honestly. Um, 
has the politicking started yet? If it has, I don't know about it. <laughs> so the politicking on your end hasn't started yet? No. I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of them that kind of, I don't go looking for it. I mean, we all know what happens. Um, I pull out on the track, and if I haven't, if nobody's come to me and or nothing like that, then the people that leave me alone is who I'm going to leave alone, and I'm the first person that hits me is who I'm going to hit. So. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be tuning in to watch that. Dakota will be out there. He might try to catch up with you and and maybe uh, maybe grab a live interview from you while he's out there. Uh, Absolutely. If you've got a second. I know how that is, too, because well, everybody's going to be better, pretty busy. Better, hey, better catch me before I leave, uh, because after I run, run, my, run my event and win my event, I'm going to have to head on down to uh, Cape Girardeau to... USA Youth Wrestling State Championships. So, so are you are you hoping to run Friday? Then I guess I, I'm, I'm hoping I can draw Friday. Eat. You probably know Sam long enough that you might be able to sweet talk him into just moving you into a Friday draw. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I hate to really go that far. <laughs> kind of depends um, on who else is in that Friday draw. Yeah. I, I plead the fifth. I would really, really like to see that money come back to Missouri. Definitely. And no, I mean, I, I plan on it, bringing it back. Um, it'd mean, be cool. Two, it'd be cool if we could get some Missouri guys in all them heats out there, and maybe bring right. bring a bunch of them big checks back. Well, I think there's there's two out of my shop. I think Rob and Trey are going, and then there's one more that I know of. Yeah. Missouri, so. Oh yeah, I think, I think it's it, it's pretty stacked out there. I, I know that you know. I mean, it's the, the luck the, of the draw, though. Oh, for sure. It's one hundred percent luck of the draw. I mean, if there's five five Missouri guys in one heat, that means, you know, you're going to be beating shit out of each other instead of whooping on somebody else. That. Well, Corey said he had that five three that he liked to loan out. Shit, I should have thrown a car together. Yeah. Come days. on with it. Still got three days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, if you would have seen the look my wife just gave me, you'd understand why I wasn't going out there. <laughs> you got a fresh I mean, car. You got a fresh car. He could throw that in. Yeah, I mean, there's, I know, ten or fifteen of them up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Corey, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, I, I, we wish you the best of luck in Peoria, and we hope to see you at Mother's Day Madness for sure. No, we're definitely gonna be there. Might be. Might be a bunch of junk, but we'll be there. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah, be safe. Have a good time. Bring home some checks. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Corey Ludington for coming on with us. I know Corey is a really busy man. He couldn't be here with us, so he actually did everything over the phone. He's getting ready for Whiskey City. He did not get to run Capital Carnage. Carnage is done. He's Carnage saying is that he. Past. He's saying that he's not done with his car. I saw, never, I saw a picture of his car via Snapchat, but it was like in the back, in the shadows. You couldn't see. Not him. done with your car to Corey. Could be he hasn't stripped the car out. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be he hasn't put the battery in it yet. Hey, th- these guys can do a lot in three days. Oh, yeah. Well, as we've seen at Capital Carnage. I mean, you know, a week's time will do a lot of stuff to a car. Yeah. But on the but other no, hand, it, was, it was great having Corey on here. Absolutely. I know that he's a very passionate person. 
Yes. Builder driver. We've seen that firsthand. Yeah, for sure. Corey does wear his heart on his sleeve. You for know, sure. Especially I mean, when he's in a car. The, yeah. the the dude's passionate about the sport. Yes. You, you can't can't fault the guy for that. Yeah, but he is getting now. He's his everything for him has turned to uh, Whiskey City. Um, as he you know he talked earlier, um, he's got a family member that is state wrestling tournament on the same oh, weekend yeah. in Cape Girardeau. You know so. Corey wants to draw early so he can get his stuff and done. Like he said, cash a check and get down to see the family. We probably need to be wrapping the podcast up here a little bit because if not, we're going to get stretched out there. People have to be driving to work. They'll be wanting to get off work and listen to our podcast stuff. We don't want to do that to them. <laughs> They'll be distracted at work and whatnot. Um, let's jump into... Um, I know that we've got some listeners out there that aren't real familiar with Derby. And we talk a lot about you know street stock class stock class um you know the gut and goes the, well, all that bands. stuff you know we we touch on all this let's uh let's jump into a little bit about what defines the stock versus like a street stock we could but the only problem that i have right there is we can have an entire podcast on that just that class let's touch on the high points just that the the stuff that people will understand several years ago limited weld slash light weld um you could do quite a bit of stuff to it um and still run a protector but it wasn't a full hold on i'm gonna stop you right there hold on hold on Uh oh that was not a keith stone boys that was a bud light chilada this is a third different beer for the third different podcast so i think we need a beer we need a beer sponsor just so he can just stick to he one. He is a connoisseur, though. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me switch this around a little bit. I mean, he was drinking Blue Moon last night. He had Budweiser 55 already in my refrigerator. Oh, the notes. The, the, the taste notes. notes right there. And he's already had a twisted tea, too. How about Fat Tire next week? <laughs> well, hold on. Now. I think I'm just going to bring some Riverboat Red Wine and see how he can handle that. No, 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 no. <laughs> But you you know your stock the street stock, um, you get to do a little bit more than you can a stock. Um, now, st- stock has evolved. Now, now when you say now, a little more, you mean by like plates and some yes, you welts get, here yep, or there. You get, and, um, well, and and a lot of this that you're going to hear from us is talking about our rules. Yes. Um, there, there's a lot of different promoters out there, and there's little tweaks and twists that are different. We're really, really trying to get where we can accommodate most rules. Whether it be add a little bit, take away a little bit. Correct. Like, And that that's why we did what we did this year to separate our stock class from our street stock class. What, yes. And let's, what is the main difference? Well, it would be your 14-inch bumper bracket for the street stock class. You get two extra plates, a braced rear end. That's your main difference. That is. Because our stock class, no bumper bracket, six plates on a pre-run. Um, no brace rear end. No brace rear end, no nine wire. Correct. Now, your street stock class, you're going to get a 14-inch bumper bracket. You're going to have a braced rear end. You know, it could be a 14-bolt floater. Yes. Um, and you're allowed your eight plates. That's your main big difference there and that's for our class now some promoters they'll have the crease rule where in the street stocks you can crease your cars we increase your fenders beat them in make them tougher and then 
stock rules, you can't do that. No, the car's got to look like it just came off the. Because the a lot of people are running that bone stock. Yep. Yes. And I, I know that I, two years ago I put the the label bone stock on ours. They're not. It's not bone stock. No. Bone stock. I mean, would we're be... we're still stock suspension. We're still, you know, um, you know, nine inch, five lug rear end. Yep. You know, in our stock class, no eight, no bracing. Um, we don't allow, you know, the the all thread shocks. You know, we we still got to have some flex to these cars. We don't allow dishing in our stock class. You know, as far as where they the beat the yeah. the the speaker deck and all that stuff down. They get one ninety degree. Yeah, yeah. like sixty yeah. percent, I think. Yeah, sixty yeah. forty for the trunk tuck. Yeah. But it's for it. This is kind of the guys who are getting a little bit bored with the stock class. Um, they want to do a little bit more to them, so they'll move up. I mean, well, it's even giving them an opportunity. They can start the stock class if they want. Yes. You know, because say that you had one of your plates up front not touching your bumper, you know, because we, you've got to have the inch gap. Yep. Well, cut those two plates off that you had up front, put your 14-inch bumper bracket on, and then at that point, you've got four movable plates. Yep. The on, the, on your car. Yeah. And what some guys do, too, is they'll run a car in a bone stock or a stock class and then... Well, jump up to our stock. Jump up, yeah. And then, because they can't add a plate to stay there, so they'll go ahead and bump up to that street stock, add their plates, go ahead and throw a different rear end if they want yeah. to in, and then they can still run that exact same Which, car. Yes. There's, I'm going to catch scrutiny from this, but I'm not scared of a braced rear end. No. A not braced, even a little bit. A braced rear end hasn't won a derby. I'm not scared of a lower cradle. No. Not even a little bit. It's not not with our rules. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not worried about. You know that that those little little particulars in there, like the the brace rear end. You know, that's what scares everybody. Oh well, he's got he's got back bracing on that nine inch. Well, come on now. You know, we, we've seen I've it. seen 9-inch, just floater 9-inch with a 31-spline axle hit a concrete wall at 120 mile an hour and not do a single piece of damage to the rear end. Well, you're talking it about that not, circle jerk and yes. stuff again. But, it, I mean, take... Any, circle track stuff, sorry. Circ, there you go, circle track. 9-inches are born proven winners. They're tough. You can't really hurt them. Well, and some of the benefits, even, whenever, you know, you see these guys that are getting a little bored with the stock class, the the competition's different. It is. Oh, yeah, it is. You'll, you'll pull, um, I hate to, I hate throwing this out there, the big name drivers. He did uh, quotations around <laughs> that. It's not, it's not that. It's the, the driving aspect turns into a whole different ball game from a stock car to a street stock car because usually the street stock guys have usually have more experience they've been in a game longer one of the huge deals that i feel from our stock class to our street stock is that 03 rule yes absolutely there, I, there's there's a lot as of gage sumner would say in that 03 you can be the hammer hammer yeah there's a lot of guys out there that are intimidated in them 03s yeah. And they don't want to run against them. But you take people like we had on last week, Justin Meyer. That dude will take his 98-02. He ain't scared of no 03. Well, nope. Justin's a different breed of derby driver. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and start with that. 
with R03 rule, you can't cut. You can't till. Right. So, um, in the mod world, you would you cut in a different spot than you do a 98-02. So, you cannot change the engine cross member. It's, it's, it's aluminum. You can't switch those out and put a 98-02 cradle in it. Steering racks. The steering rack, bone stock. I mean, bone stock in, it's got to be factory, 03. The box, you can't interchange the boxes. Now, we are letting them do the hydro steer stuff this year. Yes. In the street stock class. Yeah. Yes. You want to touch a little bit on the benefits of the... Well, it's kind of like the difference of um, when you were a kid growing up, you always saw your grandpa get an old pickup and he had Armstrong steering with a, you know, a 25, 26 inch steering wheel. That was the only way you can get enough leverage on it. So when you're going with like the, the hydro steering, you could pretty much turn it with a finger. And you don't have to worry about your shaft binding up. No, it's just... It's, it takes a lot of... Which is some issues we've seen with the Crown Vic. Oh, yes. Which we witnessed that you know, last night. Uh, steering is a bad thing, and guys... But I, I just like it a little bit better when a guy does lose steering. They You see the adversity. And the then, driver. Then they'll r- run it down to top three when they've lost their steering a minute into it. I watched this with my own two eyes. I watched Tommy Stark. Lose steering within the first three hits. The dude won the derby. Won the derby. And literally run half that derby without anybody knowing he didn't have steering. Yep. Right here on the shifter. Running it all night. So, I just saw an ad on Facebook. Not trying to change subject, but it's kind of bound the steering thing. I just saw a pedal setup. Cutter brakes. Cutter brakes. With cutter brakes. It's awesome. Like, you can oh, lock the man. left side up. You can lock the right side It looks side like up. just the front okay, tire. Right there mm-hmm. is what's going to. That now there's going to be issues with that too, because you're back to running a disc on both sides. Yep. yep. And if you're running a 14 inch wheel on the back with a cutter brake, somebody bends one of them wheels. Locked. You up. don't have no cutter brakes. Correct. Anymore. That's why everybody started running pinion brakes. That's why they're cutting all the shit off the front end. Yes. They're, they're taking calipers, they're taking rotors, all that shit off the front because if you bend a wheel, it locks in that in that caliper or in that rotor, and you're done. You, even in our stock class, you can see some old, older school guys that I would say you always will watch one guy will get a, a brake locked up. Yep. And you know he still runs the front brakes. Yep. Which, like, and there's some shows out there, Hot Springs, for instance. Can't run a pinion brake. Yep. No pinion brake. I think I would just elect to run rears only at that point. Which is great until you've got a 9-inch that you pulled out of a 74 car that cost you $600 to put brakes back under because the drums are junk. Mm-hmm. Cylinders. Wheel seals out of Everything. Yep. Just junk. And then you run into, well, I wheel bent, I broke a drum. Yep. Because if a guy has a if a guy has a three pound hammer, you can hit one of them brake drums and explode it. Goodbye. Yep. Now I guess if you wanted to build you a good eight eight with a disc brake setup, you'd be better off. But until you start running fourteens again, you want to run a twenty five or a twenty three, you're out. You're done. Adam Williams used to build eight eights. 
he doesn't anymore, but he used to. So, I mean, you can do what you need to do to an 8.8 or a 9 or a 10 bolt or a 14 or even a 15 bolt. You know, so <clears throat> there's pros and cons to everything. It's just kind of what you get used to. And what or you an 8 do. and 3 quarter dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't throw the Mopar rear end out there. My bad, bro. My bad. <laughs> I think that Postal Mopar might actually sell a nice eight and three quarter they do <laughs> and they sell a really nice nine inch easy now they really do i really know nice. that whenever i started in this and it was because i'd heard so many of the in quotations again big name drivers talking about those 10 12s the hybrids i wanted one so bad until i got to seeing the cost yep i was like well you can put 35 spline mosers in this nine inch and not have near the money. You know, Scott and them guys, they build great stuff. Um, but like I've touched off earlier, um, you better have five grand to go spend on the rear end. On new. But that that's where I wanna that's where I wanna reel this back in. Your budget guys don't have to do that. No. The 16, 17-year-old kid that's got a summer job. Go find you a bolt-in yeah. ax, bolt axle 10-bolt or a 28-spline 9-inch with your clapped-out 350 that you're putting in that car. Yep. <clears throat> Turbo 350 transmission. Yep. Don't even have to have a 400. Get you a good set of... Um, of uh, pedals. Pedals. Get you a good, good drive shaft. Um, you know, your your flanges for the rear end and the tail shaft, you know, the, the, what the fuck is that called? Yokes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Y'all missed pull that one out he, was, he was doing the hand gestures. <laughs> um, but get you, get you yokes and stuff and you can do all that on a budget. Oh yeah. Every bit of it. I mean, how much are, how much are yokes? running out 100 150 bucks yeah that's what i'm saying like, there, i mean it's go buy you a junkyard you 350 after, you don't have to buy an aftermarket one you can just go to junkyard still there's still plenty of rim around you might be able to find one well and i've uh i've uh i mean i built the one that's on my mopar the yoke yep which i'm gonna jump back into this i'm gonna blame Corey. i really am because i used to sell i used to work at jc's auto parts right um, guys would call me, hey, man, I, I'm looking for a 5.3 for my 2000 Chevrolet. And I could sell them 250 300 bucks. Well, Derby guys started getting wind of that, and they were coming buying four or five, six at a time. They were buying us out. I couldn't get them in fast enough. Uh, Corey is one of them. Colt and Case Doyle. Yeah. I mean, they run LS stuff. Uh, so now, like Corey just said, six, seven hundred bucks. You know, yeah, but they, you don't have to do that. Uh, all you got to do is look around your community. The the old man that the training went out of his truck, and he's not the type that fixes it. Junk it. He's going to junk that truck. Yep. Go buy it off of it. I mean, at that point, you've come up with your motor right there. Probably a training if it's good. If it's a two-wheel drive, yeah. I yeah. mean, which a lot of that later model stuff doesn't work for transmission stuff. But you can still buy a Turbo 350 at a reasonable price. You know, I mean, 
250 300 bucks yeah one that, that that's good i mean you know runs and drives shifts I just, you know? bought, I just bought my 400 for 200 dollars yeah now you're not gonna run into that every day <laughs> <laughs> i might have got those that. are coming no because the Beautiful. cores are actually going for more than that. i know i might have just got that from our last guest <laughs> the knees are also wore out on his jeans so <laughs> Oh, no, these are some fresh Carhartts I got on today, bud. <laughs> because you had to go get new ones. No, I actually, I actually ripped the crotch out of my ones the other day. So From the back side? <laughs> no, up front. Definitely the front. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't get to see Dakota all week long, so we just got to rail on them a little bit. But, no, that, those are the little things. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people give me shit still in my stock stuff. I'm still running steel wheels out back. Steelies? You are. Yep, and I do that, and 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 I'll go ahead and tell you why I do it. It's cheap. They well, it's bend. cheap, and they bend. And I don't have to worry about breaking an axle because the wheel will give before the axle does. Yep. I mean, I might be out there, but hell, I figure if I get a little flop to it, I'm covering more surface area anyway. You're going three inches <laughs> each way. What the hell? <laughs> more dig. But uh, the the slider drive shafts. I mean. I, you can usually pick one of those up used between 275 and 350. Yep. Yeah, I mean Corey, I think Corey sells them new for around 375 400. $400. Pretty much everybody's And right there's there a little bit of everybody selling those now. I know that yes. um, you know the the G2s are they they're still around, aren't they? Yeah, still um Narrett. Yeah, Narrett. You know, um, and then NLRs is uh John. Hell, I think I seen a Thing on Facebook the other day, Teddy was selling a few. Yep, I think for NLR. Now um, it's too late to get your order in now. No, I want mine, and I want to. I want to place my order right now, and I want him to guarantee <laughs> that it will be done. What was it, March sixth? Yeah, but he said he'd have them in hand by the eighth. That is right. That so is I'm going to put my order in tomorrow for 150 of those, <laughs> and they'll all be free. Well, we uh, had a pretty good. Pretty good podcast today. Um, Carnage is, like I said, Carnage is over and done with. We got Whiskey City coming up. Yeah, I'll uh, be out there. Uh, I'm going to be there probably midday on Friday. You guys see me? Come grab me. Talk to me some, a little bit. You're going to have some filthy swag on? I will. You'll see me in some filthy shirts. So I'll probably be uh, either an orange one or I think I got an orange one at home. I'll if not, we, we might try to grab some stuff around the dungeon here and send him out there with it. Maybe he can hand a few things out. You bet. But we'll be right back with you next week. We will be talking about the Whiskey City Revolution and Sam Williams' comeback. For sure. Um, make sure that all of our street stock guys that are done out there at Whiskey City and Carnage, if you're looking for a place to finish them cars off, check out our rules. And I want enough of them to do a live chip draw. That's what I'm talking about. Live chip draw. Because I think we're, we're sitting around the 80% full mark. Yes. But uh, let's uh, we let's wanna, see if we can. We want to overfill it. Oh yeah. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week, fellas. Make jump. Absolutely. See you guys.